0: It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire Custom. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie.
1: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington, here with your weekly break from all of the high resource five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. In me, in, in me, mm, in the studio with me as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey.
0: To the top, buddy, how are you?
1: Great, to the top, man. Had a great weekend this past weekend. Southern Miss defeats the University of Louisiana Monroe Warhawks, yeah, put
0: up a, uh, you know, had a lot of questions answered.
1: Did have um, a lot of questions answered, um, and I, I think Louisiana, I think like Kentucky, I think Kentucky is a better team than people gave them credit for when we played them. I think Louisiana Monroe is the same way. Probably so.
0: Um, definitely, you know, Kentucky's their defense is still stacked up, and the more you look back at that game, really, I mean, two pretty evenly matched teams, um, and I, I still think we started a different quarterback to win the game, but. Um, absolutely you know um I saw where Kentucky's playing out uh, Florida this weekend and they've lost 30 in a row yeah this might be the year
1: this could be the year
0: <laughs> unfortunately we're gonna have to pull for them for the rest of the year that's just how it works
1: well yeah I mean, obviously yeah. yeah yeah you want them to do good and Monroe plays um who they play Lafayette ULL so Ulam versus you <laughs> they're gonna have the University of Louisiana Showdown, and I think the winners should get to call themselves Louis- University of Louisiana this time. Nice. Let's do it. All right, before we get into all the good stuff, tomorrow night, my next show, I mean, this is going to be going to be huge. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> the Roast of Hub City Comedy. This is the second year we've done this at Brewskies. That's on Thursday, September September 21st, 2017. Show starts at eight PM. Tickets are only five dollars. We went down from ten last year, but basically, what it is is it's just a free for all roast. It's ten of Hub City Comedy's finest going up there and just ripping into each other. Yeah, just
0: and, and get ready if you go um, to be if you're like my wife, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> But it's hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was one of the funniest shows of the year. Especially one of the just, just straight-up Hub City shows. I thought that it was the funniest.
1: And if, you, if you've ever seen, like, the roast of any of the Comedy Central roasts, it's kind of in that same format, only there's not, like, a set target. It's, like, everybody's a target. Mm-hmm. So, so, if you're into that kind of humor, you know, if you're not somebody who's easily offended, uh, if you're if you want to hear some non-PC comedy... Come out to Brewski's tomorrow night. That's going to start at eight PM. I will be on that show, and I will be locked and loaded and ready to go.
0: And signing autographs after.
1: Yeah, I usually don't. Uh, nobody really asks. You have
0: a swag table.
1: I don't even have a swag. T- like usually, like nobody ever is like, "Hey, good set." They're just like, they're "Just like, hey." they just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw you a minute. Ago. I saw
1: you a minute ago. You know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. But it'll be, its gonna be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, in news this week, we, it was kind of—it was announced, and then you know, I think he, the, one of the players kind of announced it. But Chase Whitehead and Picasso Nelson out for the rest of the season. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Bummer.
1: I kind of think that I don't know a whole lot about the situation with Chase Whitehead, but I'm not sure he was. I think he's been kind of focused on medical school.
0: Yeah, I think he already got accepted.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to kind of be his future. You know, he suffered this injury last year. They thought it was better. It's kind of lingered. But I think hes he seems like he's kind of ready to move on just from, you know, what I've heard. And I think i think we've got some guys that are going to kind of step into that role And uh, Jalen Adams and now Tim Jones. They took the shirt off of Tim Jones.
0: Really? Huh. I did not know that. Yep. Well, you know, I'm going to hate not being able to watch him, but I love watching the football. Um one of my favorite players to watch. Crowd favorite, um, and you know, as far as uh, as far as Picasso goes, it, 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 well, in, in my head you never know? Yeah. never know what's going to happen. You never you, know what's going right hey, I mean, to happen. Hey, we'd love he, to, we'd love to have him back. Yeah, I mean, he, might, me he might, he might get the itch. Um, then again, he might, you know, save my life in the
1: operating <laughs> room one day. <laughs> so, yay! He does a heck of a Jay Hobson impression. That's, of her. Really? So, yeah,
0: well, he needs to be on the show.
1: One of the good things about Picasso. I mean, you you hate to, you, you love having Picasso. Back there, but Kelsey Douglas has done a tremendous job this year, mm-hmm. and we're going to be losing a lot of seniors in that secondary in the off season. So to have somebody like a Picasso who can come back with some of these younger guys who are are going to be good. I mean, we got some of them that are already contributing.
0: Oh, it's, it's if you look at it that it's a positive, It's just gleaming with positivity. Absolutely. You know, to have somebody with, with his experience to come back, and uh, be able will sit with those young guys and you know be the kind of the voice. Out there is going to be great.
1: Coming back from the break, we're going to have kind of a different conversation than we've had before about Southern Miss. And then we're going to break down that Southern Miss, Louisiana Monroe game. Come right back to us right here on to the top talk. Welcome back to to the top talk. Jamie Arrington here in studio with Southern Miss Black Ops, tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. To the top. Jason. Jamie. Let's take it in a little bit, bit of a different direction. Me and you have been having some conversations off the record, and uh, let's let's bring it to the show for a little bit before we get into the ULM game. So, first off, why are you a Southern Miss fan?
0: Why am I a Southern Miss fan? Why
1: are you a Southern Miss fan? Southern
0: Miss is ingrained in me, man. It, it, it's, it's part of me. I have, like, you know, just what, maybe... Two or three passions in life. One's my faith, one's my family, and one's sort of miss athletics. Just, that's just kind of how it is. So, really glad that I found a place where I fit. And I think I fit for several reasons, most of which, you know, is having to work for everything that you get, um, having a sense of and you know, like an emotional attachment to something. Uh, I don't just like it because everybody else likes it. Uh, and I think I just found a way to. I, heard, I just ended up in a spot where I can do all of those things and feel all of those ways uh, right here at Southern Miss. So,
1: do you are you concerned about what other people think about Southern Miss, so to speak?
0: No, as a matter of fact, I like kind of showing people um, the error in, in their ways. Right? They say, "Really, Southern Miss? You know what? You know, what, I don't understand. Like, you don't like a SEC team." So, man have you ever been to a game at the rock yeah they say well no i mean i've seen it on tv maybe Well, you've never been there you don't understand you know you, you don't you don't see these guys you don't see like in, in like a ree green coliseum you don't see the personality of these players uh coming out cuz i've been to so many games i can you know watch it um yeah it just somewhere along the way man it just became a part of me yeah that'd be the best way that i can possibly right. describe it and, and it's and it's awesome and i love having these arguments with people like you said earlier there's no way for me to ever lose an argument about sediment.
1: No, absolutely not. There's just not. And I think sometimes that, you know, we've had we've had to go through a lot. And like you mentioned, you know, this is a blue collar school. We earn everything we get. We've always been overachievers, which is, you know, I think that has contributed to our financial situation in some ways. We we've, we've, we've achieved more than schools with our board budgets would normally be able to achieve, and that's just kind of the history of things. Mm -hmm. Um, we've never gotten the respect or the media attention that we've deserved, especially locally. We've actually done better nationally than we have in the state of Mississippi. I I would
0: agree.
1: Um, And I'm not saying you have to accept any of those things. is You know, but I was thinking to myself the other day about some of the things people complain about right now. And, And I'm just as, both of us are just as guilty as anybody. And there's certain things. Like, I think we spend way too much time worrying about things that we don't have any control over and not enough time investing in the things that we do have control over. Just, a, just an example. I think we spend way too much time worrying about attendance. We've had the crowds this year are not as great as they've been in years past, but it's still a solid crowd. It's still better than a lot of universities out there. It's not where you want it to be, but there's ways you can fix that. I think that you're not going to... I think just going out there, giving away free tickets or anything like that is not going to always be the answer to Filling up the Rock. But I think it's it's kind of what you make of it. So my advice to Southern Miss fans who really want to see the university succeed is to go to these games and have fun because it's contagious.
0: Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, you talk about the crowd size. Attendance has been down. But the crowds have been awesome, and and you know, like yeah. everybody there is is into it. So then you got to ask yourself: Well, you want to have what we have last time, like twenty five thousand? You want to have twenty five that are absolutely just all in, from you know, from kickoff till till the or actually like three or four hours before the game tailgating till you know the final buzzer? Um, or do you want to have like maybe 30, thirty, thirty two, like seven thousand people are just checking their iPhone the entire game? Right. I'm going to go with 25 diehards.
1: And you you want to get – we want to get more people in. You I mean, you really want to pack it out. You want to make it a great environment. Yeah, I
0: want everybody to have the time that we have.
1: Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. If you go – it is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and me personally, I, I don't understand sometimes on social media when I see people who went to Southern Miss or have been Southern Miss graduates – some of those cheerleaders and all the chit chat is about schools they didn't go to. But I can't influence these people's individual the decisions. But what I can do is not pay any attention to any of that, not listen to the sports, not watch uh, ESPN coverage of certain sports. That's what I can do, is just not contribute to that hype, not contribute to that culture. And I'm going all in on Southern Miss Conference USA. I don't trust, I've never trusted the leadership since Mike Slive left. So I'm not really concerned what the conference does, but Southern Miss is is where I'm all in. So if there's a Southern Miss game, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be having a great time. I know you go out, you invite people every time you see them. If Mm -hmm. I get extra tickets, I always try to find somebody to put in those seats. So as far as fans and supporters, I I kind of would like to see, I'm going to challenge myself to do a better job of investing. In stuff that I actually have control over. And maybe not worrying about stuff that, that I can't really handle. Like, you know, we talked about pressure washers mm-hmm. in the stadium. It needs to be done. It needs to be done badly. But you could go in there with dump trucks and just put dirt and smut all over the rock. I would still be there to watch the games.
0: Yeah. And there's about 16 or 17 of us that are right there with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh so we need that number to grow a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's in, in our defense, like you brought up earlier, uh, the current administration,
1: they haven't been here forever. No, they're not very and long like, at all. Uh,
0: they got the job, and I'm sure I had to get their feet wet and all that. And it's not like you can just pressure wash and replace those wraps instantly. Yeah. Like, like you pointed out. Because I wasn't thinking about it that way. Obviously, I wasn't also thinking that you could just, like, call down to the local, like, Bourne Brothers or whatever and, like, hey, can you have those wraps You know, Ready Saturday? (laughs) Yeah. I know it's not that easy. Um, That being said, when they look better, uh, I feel a little bit better. Absolutely. I like to show it off a little bit more. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: That being said, does it affect the game? No. Does it affect the um, tailgating experience? No. Um, You know, but yeah, it does. We all wish that it looked a little better.
1: Sure. You know what? You
0: go to Fenway, though. There's what,
1: chips in some of those seats. What, what can you do to make it better? What you can do mm-hmm. is email john.gilbert at usm.edu. Let your feelings known. If you spend too much time dwelling on that, I mean, if you don't have a fix for it, why are you worried about it? Yep. You know, uh, that's something that needs to be addressed. Hopefully they address it. When I worked for the Bears, I mean, we had a we had one of those wraps that came out. It arrived like right before the first game Like mm-hmm. it's the Packers. And it's something they it took months to put together to Design it to get it approved by Bears staff mm. to send it off, get them to make it. I mean, it's on vinyl, so I get why that hasn't been addressed. Brent Jones was out the door before he took the job at Troy, right? You know, and this is something that, that should have taken some time to put together. Pressure washing, these guys know now. Hopefully, it'll be. I'll, I'll this season is a mulligan to me. Hopefully, we can get it done I'll for go next year, with that. you know, but next year, <laughs> yeah. But, got, you know, something has to happen. There's nothing wrong with addressing concerns. I just think there's too much time being spent on those things. With attendance, I may not like the way they're doing the attendance now. I get it's a little more accurate. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be there watching the games, and we have a damn good football team. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I think that the the the, the kind of the energy of the – you know, back when fedora Fedora's last year, I had friends of mine who went to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and they said – I want to go to a Southern Miss game. I want to see what this is all about. It seems like we're miss feels like we're missing out on something because everybody was so into that hype that that year where we were we were oh you know winning these games and you know we we dropped a f- two of them, mm-hmm. but you could tell the energy was contagious and the fun was contagious and it was fun to go to the rock and see the offense put up points. You know we've got some yeah. we've got some electric players right now. Ido Smith is going to be one that it, if if Somebody didn't see him when he played in college, they're going to regret it. They're going to be like, I had a chance to see that guy when he was in college, and I didn't go. So, if people want to come or not, that's not my concern. I'm going to go. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to invite people. We're going to have fun. I'm not going to give attention to undeserved media outlets. If they don't recognize us I, or give us the respect we deserve, i got no time to flip on your your station. Right. You know, I'm not going to be worrying about the respect we aren't getting. I could, if, if what anybody else thinks about us, I could care less. I'm not worried about the music at the games. I'd like for the game ops to be better. Hopefully it gets corrected. Uh, but I think that I'm going to challenge myself to try to influence an environment where Southern Miss is all that matters. That goes with this show. You'll never see. You'll never see either of us tweeting about other schools. I'm not really going to harass anybody that, Does, but uh, I just have no interest. I really don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm really worried about us. I'll watch us. I'll watch our opponents. I'll watch our people playing our conference. You know, sometimes I put a college game on just to have it on while I'm doing stuff. But uh, I'm I'm a little more of an NFL guy outside of Southern Miss.
0: Well said, brother. And, And somebody needs to say it. All that being said. We got a really good football
1: team. (laughs) We got a great football (laughs) team.
0: Um, and and some of that energy you're talking about being wasted on stuff like pressure washing and blah blah blah.
1: It's it's and and the concerns are warranted. They they are warranted. But but
0: yeah, it would be really nice to use that. Just use any kind of platform you have: Twitter, Facebook, talking to your friends, whatever. Yeah, talk about Ito, talk about K Rob, talk about this new quarterback we got. Talk about our second year coach. Yeah, talk about uh, you know, Pecoraro. Just turning the tables from last year, man. He's doing his best, uh, you know, like Mike Ditka, 85 Bears impression.
1: Yeah. I, um, dude, I, I got. I, I ran into somebody yesterday, and they mm-hmm. came up, and they were talking about a different school. They said, did you see such-and-such such game last weekend? Nope. That's all I said, no. Mm-hmm. And they just, okay, well, uh, no, I didn't. I was watching the Golden Eagles. I had a great, great time watching my team, you know. Yeah. Um, conference realignment that's something that's always that's kind of been a huge thorn it's been our Achilles for the past 15 years we have no control over our geographic location we have no control over our TV market you know there's a lot of things we don't have Um, necessarily the most money how do we get into a better conference well I think it starts with winning I think it starts with increasing revenue so what can we do to influence that? Well, when you make it a great environment at Eagle Walk, recruits see that. When you're there, you're into it, you're having fun. Um, as far as getting more money goes, give what you can. If you're not, uh, you should be. And if you're, if you know people that aren't, you know, witness to them and try to get that money to you know. There's, there's, you did it to me. Yeah, there's there's things there's, there's like, like like why in the
0: world wouldn't I be member of the Eagle Club like. I don't know, like seven years ago or whatever, when you got me. Like,
1: Be- I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I wasn't. Because I just wasn't because you don't, you know, you may not fully understand the benefits of it.
0: Well, and it took somebody like you saying, "Hey, man," and I was like, "You know what? You're right." And yeah, so I went out and did it, and you know, and we can complain about the leadership all we want, you know. And I know Gilbert just got in, so you know, we can't really knock him yet. Can't knock anybody in the administration yet. We also hadn't get. We can't wait on them. Yeah,
1: no, you can't, exactly. you can't exactly can't wait on them.
0: So you know, yeah, you got some buddies earn in, hundred fifty bucks, three hundred bucks, five hundred, whatever.
1: It doesn't take a lot. People, people want to be inspired. They want to be excited, and it's hard to be excited right now about. And I'm just not a knock on John Gilbert. We just don't know him. We just don't know him well enough to trust that his vision is the same vision that you know will get us to the top, so to speak. You know. But people want to be inspired. People want to get excited. They want to be a part of something. And, you know, when you're in the Eagle Club, it feels when you're a season ticket holder, when you go to these functions, you meet these players, and you know these players. That's what I used to like about some of these basketball teams is they would go around at the tailgate, and you would meet the players. You'd be like, Mm -hmm. well, I want to go see Norville Carey. You know, I know this guy, you know? You feel like you're a part of something. So you want to just, like I said, influence an environment where Southern Miss is all that matters. It's got to be part of
0: him. Getting back to kind of that first question that you asked me. Yeah. And um, as far as Gibby goes, he's going to have to honestly prove to all of us that it's a part of him. And not just he really wanted to be an ad.
1: Yeah. We need you all in on Southern Miss, man. Hey, man. I hope he is. Yeah, I hope he is too. Well, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk Southern Miss football. We're going to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles defeating – the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. Come right back to us. We've got more right here on To the Top Talk. Words of Lumberton, everybody. Oh, werewolves in London. All right, we are back right here on Southern. On to the top, talk talking Southern Miss. We're talking a little more after the break. Now, before we get to the game, we got some more to talk about. We're talking about you know people not necessarily supporting or people not necessarily coming out or you know the stadium's not getting filled or you know trying to blame the administration for. They're not being more excitement. You can't shame people into coming to games. You can't shame people mm-hmm. into supporting the university. So you you really have to take ownership. You can't wait on somebody to do anything. You got to take ownership of the university, create an environment where something can be successful, and uh, get the excitement going. A lot of people in the southeast. A lot of people, I would say, there's a large amount of college football fans. That never attended college or the college they root for, and they don't always shoes off of geography. I think I've known a lot of people; they will pick a team to support their own self-esteem.
0: I'll go along with that. And speaking of cheerleaders, they have the biggest cheerleading like platform ever, it's pushing their brand all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the sudden Miss, we push our own brand.
1: We push our own brand. You got to take ownership. We just
0: we need, we need we need every single one of
1: us pushing it. If you are a Southern Miss fan, you are a part of this university. You cannot get closer to the fa- to the games. You can't get closer to the players. You, you, you know, you just got to own it. You have to be the leader. You have to create that environment. You know, I would I would drive around. You know, I spent a lot of time on the road, and I would look on iTunes for Southern Miss content, and it would not be there. So I created a Southern Miss podcast. Mm-hmm. You can do that in some capacity. There's fans that make Southern Miss Twitter sites. There's fans that make message boards. You can do this. You know, you can you can sit there and complain about oh we can't get people to come out, or you can go try to get people to come out. You can't shame them into it. You know, you can't shame them into being a member of the Business Eagle Club. But what you can do is if they're not, don't eat at their establishment. There's ways there's there's ways that you can influence people. Without trying to, you know, guilt them into being a part of something they don't really feel like they're a part of.
0: Yeah, it ain't me, it's
1: we. Exactly. Exactly. And on the other hand, I do understand concerns. I do understand, you know, you want things to go better. Southern Miss fans are always hungry for information. And.
0: Here we are.
1: Here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here we are. But I'm, talk- you know, I'm talking about the leadership. Right. We need to we need to get to know our leadership better. I, I don't know them well enough. I've met everybody, but I don't necessarily have that trust factor. When we invest in season tickets, Eagle Club, etc., we need to make sure that our leadership is doing everything they can to maximize the use of that support. We need to know we can trust them with the wheel. I agree. And I've all you know. I didn't. I honestly, I did not like Bill McGillis until I sat down with him and and talk to him and found out what he was all about. Yeah, that
0: was really cool. Remember that first time that you uh, you all met over at Bop's, I think? We went
1: to Bop's. Yeah. that was You could find Bill. Bill actually signed contracts with coaches over at Bop's. <laughs> I mean, that was like his hideout. That was like his, his mob hangout. But, you know, I didn't like some of the things he did until I talked to him, and I kind of saw what direction he was taking things and kind of got his point of view. Um, but, but he was not a very transparent person, neither is, is John Gilbert. So it's it's truff it's tougher to build that trust as when you had somebody like General Hammond who was very transparent. Mm-hmm. You know the fans that were hungry for information they got that information and you know they they were more likely to some of them were more likely to respond positively sometimes some of them not obviously with everything that went down but you know I, I kind of hope that we can we can work on building that trust uh, uh, over the next season.
0: Well, the thing is, you know, everybody probably everybody we're, we're literally preaching to the choir.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you know.
0: Everybody listening, um, I'm fairly positive you know, shares our beliefs. But these, uh, you know, it's just we just all, we just gotta kind of do it together. And and who cares, you know, if if uh, if the stadium gets filled up because of something the administration did or in spite of, either way, it got filled up. Yeah, let's so let's up. just be a part of the solution.
1: Let's just enjoy this team, man. This yeah, is this is gonna be a lot a good of fun. Football team, it is. And they are nasty bunch is back. And they are 18 to 22, 23-year-olds. I mean, they're going to drop a pass. They're going to miss a block. You know, it's not the end of the world every time something goes awry. That'd I be- am
0: going to get a horse in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Southern Miss, 28, Louisiana Monroe 17. This past Saturday, what did we learn? Oh,
0: I don't know. Let me look at these notes real quick, Jamie.
1: Ito, <laughs> <laughs> how about Ito? Edo had a day. Edo had an Edo day. He needed one. He needed one. Edo Smith, 27 carries for 219 yards, one touchdown. The first, surprise, surprise, first 200-yard rushing game in Edo's career at Southern Miss. Hmm. He was named the offensive player of the game by the Southern Miss coaches. And for the first time ever, he was named the Conference USA player, offensive player player. Of the week, yeah, of course he was. Just like
0: Walner was like third team, but he was first team all American or whatever. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, congrats to Ito. You know, he wanted to get off on a uh, he wanted to get off the Schneid, so to speak. You know, and have that have that breakout game for this season. Um, so you know, good on Ito for, for getting it going. Get on the O line. Oh, absolutely. You know, Dorbeck's still out. I heard the, the the latest on him. I think it was a, a He's been fracture? back at practice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fracture and So maybe and, this
0: week off oh, maybe he'll be back for the uh, North Texas game. That'll be awesome. I think
1: he may be a he may he, he I think he could, but I think it may be a few weeks after. I think UTSA is kind of the target for that one. I okay. could that's just off of, of chatter that I've heard. Um, Ito, the second player in Southern Miss history to go for over five thousand all purpose yards in his career. Yeah. Wow. Other being Damian Fletcher. With, Edo uh, sits now at 5,093 yards, Damian Fletcher, 6,253. All right, Nick.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that Damian Fletcher record, that might be one of those that just stays.
1: Yeah, that's going to be tough. I mean, but like, okay, if Edo can get, I mean, this is all purpose. This is receiving and rushing.
0: That's 1,200 more yards to get.
1: Really? It's about 1,150.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: 1,150, 1,160. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, just rushing, no, it's not possible. we R- rushing well, and receiving. Ten more
0: games, well, yeah. Rushing okay. and receiving,
1: it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think he'll brush his, break his rushing Maybe on the ground Maybe he should record. come to the
0: game to see if he gets the record.
1: Come on out, man. Come join us. Come sit in the end zone with us. they got some seats opening up. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the second thing we learned this weekend?
0: The chemistry between K-Rob and Griggs in game one was no fluke.
1: Corey Roberts in this game went had three receptions for 72 yards and two touchdowns. He's got four TDs, on the, four receiving TDs on the year, tying him for fifth nationally. Griggs also had an, another solid performance. He was 17 for 32 for 250 yards passing, three TDs. His first interception of the year also had 14 carries uh, for 50, 57 yards. So, those two definitely connecting, definitely making it happen. Um, offense is, is, you're seeing them starting to click. Very, very balanced offense this past weekend.
0: Yeah, offense is rolling. You know, talking about stuff we were complaining about earlier talking yeah. to my dad after the game and he's going on and on about this guy didn't get the ball and that guy didn't do this and blah 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 and after a while I just had to stop him and say hey what are you arguing with me about we just had almost 600 yards of total offense if anything we have too many good players
1: we have a lot of that you it's have a lot to of spread
0: that ball around a lot like we're, we're what three games in and hadn't had a Jordan Mitchell sighting yet
1: yeah, I mean s he's been out uh, but he hasn't had yeah, it's not not what so like you would expect.
0: The the point is we have so many good players that are just spreading it around is deep, Southern Miss fans are, are gonna have to get used to the offensive numbers being spread around a little bit. That's just how it is. Some this you know, it might be Edo today, it might be Stag tomorrow, it might be K rob who knows? But might be Julian Allen. Doubt it. But you know, maybe.
1: We're gonna take a break. <laughs> And let Eagle Broadcasting pay some bills. But come back to us. We're going to talk more about Southern Miss and Louisiana Monroe. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington here with Jason Bailey. We're going back through our notes on the ULM game this past weekend. What we learned, what's the number three thing that we learned this past weekend, Jason?
0: Southern Miss defense has the chance to be one of the best in the country.
1: Absolutely. They held ULM to 330 yards total. Uh, that ranks them, um, and and on the year, they're ranked 11th in total defense. They held them to 218 rushing yards, uh, 112 passing yards. Southern Miss, on the year, ranked Eighth in pass efficiency, and we are ranked fifth in third down percentage. Only giving up conversions, I guess, fourteen percent of the time. Sherrod Ruff comes out of there with the defensive player of the game, according to our coaches. But you know, aside from a broken play here or there, really a lot of fun to watch this defense.
0: Yeah, we were talking about weapons earlier, um, and we always whenever whenever somebody says you know weapons that you have on the football team, you're always thinking about running back, which we have. Wide receiver, which we have. Tight ends, which we have. But I think the biggest weapon that this Southern Miss team has is the defense. You know? Um, and these stats here, this isn't like the statistical anomaly from last year. Where, like, you know, we ended up, like, what, 12th or 15th or something like that in total defense at yeah. the end of the year. But still, like, you know, we'd hold teams forever and then give up an 87-yard run up the middle. Right. This isn't that kind of team. Um, so far, That those plays that just killed us. Uh, aren't happening, um, and the biggest thing here is that third down conversion. I mean, that's a weapon in itself. Getting off the field, just getting off the field, is is a weapon that I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna watch it all year long. These guys are playing disciplined. They're playing fast. I know we've mentioned how fast our team is several times, but we're seeing it. Oh yeah, and we're seeing it with guys like Picasso not even on the field, which is which is just scary for the depth and everything that we have. It's just. It's a, it's a joy to watch. I'm almost, I almost get more fired up these days. I don't know about you. When it's third down, I think I get more fired up to stand up and get loud than I do like when you know my boy K Rob's about to catch a touchdown pass. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just so fun. Number four. What's
1: the number four? Number thing? four.
0: Briggs Bourgeois is the leg that we've been missing on kickoffs.
1: This past weekend, he boomed four out of five kickoffs into the end zone. Coach has named him the special teams player of the game. I, I mean, I, you almost really don't know what to think when you see a Southern Miss kickoff go into the end zone. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> and we've got that. I mean, being able, you're not going to kick it every time due to wind. You know, there's factors at play. But getting four out of five of them into the end zone, i got nothing to complain about with Briggs-Bourgeois.
0: Yeah, and who knows if that's going to come into play. Um, well, you know, field positions always always comes into play. Yeah. Last year, how many times did team start off like on the 40-yard line?
1: Well, and it was you know we got we lost our we lost our kickoff we lost our punter and we had to got to where we just kind of had to pooch him on kickoffs. Yeah,
0: well, and e- even this year talking about just straight up field position, think about that Kentucky game. I know that we probably should have started a different guy quarterback in the first half. That being said, their punter, who I think is horrible, he did that end over end Charlie Brown looking kick, but we were like inside the six, inside yeah. the four, and inside the two.
1: You got the job for done. three possessions. <laughs> Absolutely, you know.
0: So if, if getting back to Bourgeois, I mean, if he can. You know, just kind of like put us in a good field position just four out of five times. That's outstanding. And who knows? He might have to hit like a 60-yarder one game to win it. So. Number five. Losing Picasso hurts, but Kelsey Douglas is more than capable.
1: Kelsey Douglas is getting nasty back there. He had seven tackles this past weekend, one of those for a loss. I think he's doing a great job. Um, you know, and, and who's to say if Picasso was there that he they may not make a way for both of them to start. You know, he's, he's doing that good.
0: Yeah. I know we hit on it a little bit earlier, but. Um, having Picasso back next year is just such a blessing in disguise, man. It's uh, and, But it all has to do with, with Kelsey being able to handle it this year. Because if he wasn't handling it, we'd have a totally different conversation.
1: Absolutely. Well, they would probably try to get Picasso back at right. some point. You know, right, try to right, rush right. him back. All right. So now we talked about what we learned. What do we need to work on? Penalties. Penalties. We had 12 penalties for 125 yards. Uh, on the season, we were averaging 76.3 penalty penalty yards per game. That's just too much. We had way too many of them the other night. Now, that being said, ULM only had five penalties for 54 yards. There were several times where you're watching it on the TV going, okay, that was a hold. That mm-hmm. was a hold. Right. And um, – I don't know. I yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to complain about officiating, but yeah. that there was there was a little. Left.
0: And I think we're always going to complain about the officials.
1: <laughs> yeah, we always will. Uh,
0: but you know, other than the, I mean, you know, penalties are bad. Other than that, it's just all systems go with the Southern Miss team right now. And this is also from a coaching standpoint is the most fixable. Absolutely, that's an aggressive sport. You want people to be just enraged out there almost, but you got to be able to harness that at the last minute. And if you get shoved, like in the Kentucky game, you don't shove back. What's well, number you know, two? Number two, can't let the big plays become a problem again.
1: Like we mentioned earlier, uh, ULM the court there, I guess, it was a second string quarterback, Caleb Evans. He broke off a sixty-seven yard touchdown run in the third. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff you don't like to see. Mm-hmm. They tightened up after that, but hopefully we can continue to limit those big plays as the rest of the season goes on.
0: Absolutely, that's that's the thing that bit us in the you know you know where last year.
1: Last thing we need to work on.
0: Need to create more turnovers.
1: We, the turnover margin this past weekend, we had one turnover. They had one turnover. We recovered one of their fumbles. They intercepted a ball from us. We still have a negative one turnover margin on the season. Um, for this team to fully hit its potential, we've got to start getting more. Got to flip that. Got to well, flip that. I
0: mean, you know, more than flip it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's nothing like it was last year. It's better, mm-hmm. but I still think it can get even better. Moving in the right direction. Moving in the right, right direction. That's all you can ask for right now. We're on a bye this week. I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend, but uh, I'm sure they're going to be working on the things that we talked about and getting ready to go for that North Texas game in two weeks. North Texas really took it to Iowa. They lost, but they really took it to them. They're scary. All right, guys, we got we're going to take a break. We got one more segment, so come back to us. We're going to talk more Southern Miss right here on to the top talk. The final countdown onto the top talk. Jamie Errington here with Jason Bailey. Now, did you see this past weekend? Jalen Richard taking on with the Oakland Raiders taking on the New York Jets. He had a 52-yard touchdown run. It I saw it all over the internet. Yeah,
0: it took off like a rocket.
1: Took off like a rocket. Rocket Richard. A great game against the Jets. Six carries for 56 yards, one TD, two receptions for 51 yards along of 39. And he had a punt return for 13 yards. So he put up some all purpose yards in that game. All right, let's shut it down. Southern miss to the, the top. top. Alright, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, let's give a shout out real quick. Uh I want to give a shout out to Ron from Southwest Ohio.
0: Yes, he's definitely from Southwest Ohio.
1: I, I would I'm gonna jacket it. Tekov. Tekov? Tekulve. Tekulve. Hey, Ron Tekulve. He's Love you, man. Cooler He's a, than you. He is the cooler than me. I'll, uh, always listening from Ohio. Shout out to Ron. Hope you're doing well, man. You got a shout out?
0: Yeah, actually, I ran into a um, listener of the show. I, I see him. You know, when I'm working, uh, a guy named Tim M- Tim Anderson lives in Hattiesburg, Big Golden Eagle supporter. Loves the show. Came up and told me so. I appreciated it.
1: You can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook as well. To the top talk, Jamie Arrington comedy. My next comedy show, like I said, Thursday, September twenty first, tomorrow night. The second annual roast of Hub City Comedy at Brewskies. Show starts at eight p.m. Tickets are only five dollars. I'm telling you, it's going to be an amazing show. If you are into that type of humor, it's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. Next week's show, can't wait. Our guest is going to be Car Shannon, making his return. I think this is his third appearance on here. But we're bringing Carr in because for that North Texas game, they are honoring the 1997 championship team that won the Liberty Bowl, won the conference championship, and the football team is going to wear the jerseys. Well, they're going to wear replicas of the jerseys, but the same style of jersey that we wore in 1997, the Vegas gold pants, you know, the, the Southern Miss on the side of the helmets. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing them.
0: I'm going all in, man. I'm going Jersey. I'm going that. I got an old circle hat.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm going old circle hat. I might even just listen to that kind of music. I might just flip on like some King Konga. Yeah. Like (laughs) Charlie Mars all week (laughs) long.
1: Yeah, I'm just ready to get back out to the rock, man. I I watched some of that North Texas game, and they actually were, I mean, they were given. I know we said in last segment they were always going to blame the officials, but they did them wrong. They did the North Texas Mean green, wrong in that game. They were pushing Iowa around. Maybe they thought it was us. I don't know. But North Texas gave them they all they can like handle. They did. They, they looked better did. than I
0: thought that they were going to look. And I know that they beat us last year. but I, I, uh, It's not going to be a push-up.
1: Not at all. Well, guys, look for To The Top Talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Subscribe, give us a rating, review, and whatnot. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.